Welcome back, everybody, to Life on Mission. Today, we are in the car, headed to a part of our state that you may have never been before, Northeast Columbia. We are headed to go spend some time with none other than the good pastor, Billy Dillard, a friend of mine. He is the man. He is awesome. Uh, he and his family and some other families in the Northeast area are building one of the most beautiful church families I've ever seen before in my life. It's incredible. Today, we are talking about how life on mission is a life lived with the power of the Holy Spirit. So just to recap really quickly, we're talking about how uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And then when he ascends to heaven, he hands us, me and you, the church, the ministry of reconciliation. And so what we're having to figure out how to do is live life on go, live life on mission, live uh, to make the most of every day and every opportunity, figuring out what does the Bible say about our life with God? What does the Bible say about doing life uh, on mission with Christ? and how me and you are desperately in need of the power of the Holy Spirit to help us live the life that Christ has planned for us. I'm so excited about today. You guys buckle up and let's check it out. So last week we were on the road uh, in Spartanburg, South Carolina with our friend Drew. And we're talking about how a life that's lived on mission is actually a life lived for the glory of God. We, we talked about how one of the things that's meant to set us apart is this understanding that our purpose in life is actually bigger than us, that it's actually bigger than the amount of money we can get into our bank account or the amount of fame we can get for ourselves or wh whatever it is that we can do. And we, we looked at the story of John the Baptist, how you have this guy who, according to Jesus even, was like one of the best people that's ever lived. Like, man, this guy lived out his purpose. And he even says that uh, in order for him to maximize his life, he needs to decrease and so that Christ can increase. And, and it was just this really cool look at how, man, one of the things that actually stands out and sets us apart is the understanding that there's something bigger than us to live for. And today I'm so excited about our conversation. We're gonna go uh, be talking with Billy about the Holy Spirit. And we're actually gonna go to the gym today to get a workout in with Billy. So Billy is Billy's in great shape. He's really strong. He's actually really powerful, which is what we're gonna talk about. So you guys come with us as we go to the gym and we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and get a little workout in. So Billy, we're here in this ginormous, awesome gym. Do my city. Hey, thanks. Yeah. And this is a little bit more uh, your speed than mine in regards to location. I haven't been in the gym in, in quite a while. Uh, you seem to have kept up with your dad bod a little better than me. Um, so, why don't you, for, for everybody watching that may not be familiar with you, give us two minutes of who is Billy Dillard? Where are you from? Yeah. What does your life look like now? What's your family situation? Yeah. 
So I'm from Anderson, South Carolina. So we were we were rivals growing up. You went to yeah. Wren, I went to T.L. Hanna. Yeah. Uh, and lived there for 24 years. Uh, went to Clemson, stepped on staff at New Spring Church when I was 25. Uh, now I'm here, I'm the Fuse Pastor here in Northeast Columbia. Okay. I have a wife named Hannah and a beautiful little daughter. She's nine months old, her name's Graceland. So, wow, yeah. nine month old little girl. Yeah. Okay, so did you get a chance to watch last week, our combo yes. with Drew? Yes. Okay, so last week when we're talking about how life on mission is this life lived with uh, or lived for the glory of God, we it, we referenced a guy uh, found in the book of John by the name of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with John the Baptist. You know, we've grown up kind of reading the Bible together. We know a lot of the same, but one of the, one of the things about John the Baptist is he, he says explicitly, he made it his point to decrease mm-hmm. so that Christ could increase, right? And right. we're talking about how life on mission, like one of the things that set us apart, not just as like people that work at a church, but like as Christians, right? Because yeah. I, I mean, when did you become a believer? When I was 19. Okay, so yeah. like you, a little bit later in the game and, and yeah. things changed for you, right? So right. like there was a time where I'm living for Billy and now I meet Jesus and yes. now I'm not, right? So walk, walk me through a little bit of what that situation was like for you. Like when did, when did the shift happen where yeah. you started going, man, there's actually a purpose to my life. I need to start. Yeah, yeah, that. for sure. So um, like I said, I met Jesus when I was 19 years old. And uh, like you said, up until then, pretty much just live life for me, right? right. Uh, but eventually when you, you chase that, you find out that doesn't really work, right? Uh, that leads to this really dark place. And so um, just, just this time when I was 19, kind of in response to a service that we had at New Spring, uh, just kind of realized, man, I needed something more than what I had, right? And so uh, just this moment in my room one night, I had this, this moment where I just kind of came to repentance and realized, like, hey, I, I need Jesus in my life, right? Yeah. I know it was then that I found true purpose. That, like we talked about last week, that my purpose is to, to live for the glory yeah. of God, something bigger than myself, something that's more fulfilling and satisfying. And so when I was 19, yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So the, the thing about John the Baptist is it, he then moves from like, talking, hey, it's about Jesus. Like there's, he says, there's one coming after me. I'm not even worthy to like yeah. touch the straps of his sandals. And then he baptizes Jesus, right? And he has this moment where Jesus says like, where he tells Jesus like, I should be, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus is like, no, you need to baptize me. But then Jesus gets baptized and he comes out of the water and the spirit, like the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove and it rests on him, right? And so there's this moment where Jesus, before he even begins doing all the things that make him the Jesus that we know and talk about, he receives the Holy Spirit. And so today we're just for a couple of minutes wanna talk about how our life on mission is a life lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. So right off the bat, when I say, Uh, like a life lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. What comes to your mind? What scriptures come to your mind? What thoughts come to your mind? What does it mean for you on the surface to live by the power of the Holy Spirit? Sure. So I actually heard this two weeks ago, and this has been sticking with me like crazy. Uh, I heard this guy say that uh, the Holy Spirit is the person who fills in the gap between what we read in scripture, what we we see and hear, and what we actually experience in our lives. Um, And so this idea that, um, you, you know, apart from the power of the Spirit, this is just like, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, words, promises, nothing that I could ever attain to, right? right. Um, but he's the one who steps in and, and makes God's promises, makes Christ's life yep. uh, a reality in my life. That's great. Uh, empowers me for the mission, the life on mission that he's called yeah. us to live, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> Jesus describes the Holy Spirit in some really fascinating ways. Like, and I never, you know, the more I read the Bible now, I pick it up. When I first started becoming a Christian reading, I didn't really pick up on this, but like Jesus uh, references the Holy Spirit as the helper. Right. Like this, the whole purpose is to come in yeah. and help. You know, I think yeah. it's it's significant that he even that Jesus doesn't even try to do what Jesus did without the Holy Spirit. But right. we try to we try to be a Christian without the power of the Holy Spirit, right? and you just can't do it. It yeah. doesn't work. We need yeah. help. Yeah. Uh, he 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 calls the Holy Spirit our guide. Right. 
right? And I find so many, I find it so significant. There's so many people in my life today that are friends of mine that don't follow Jesus or don't live life by the Spirit of God and they are truly lost, yeah. right? And it's not lost in this like ethereal sense of like, oh man, they were lost and now they're not lost. You know, like they, they don't know, they don't know what their life is about. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know anything. And it's like, man, Jesus actually said, like, I want to send the helper to yeah. you to guide you. He refers to him as God himself, like the spirit of God is God himself. Yeah. And there's this fascinating passage I wanna kinda of just like wrap our time up with before we kinda of get to some practical mm -hmm. things here. John chapter 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he actually says this, he, he says it's better, cause he's talking about, I'm getting ready to go to the cross, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna come back from the dead, I'm gonna go be with the Father in heaven. And the disciples are like, well, what are we gonna do? And why, what's gonna happen? And Jesus says, no, 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 listen, it's better. It's right. better if I leave because you'll all get the helper, you'll right. all get the Holy Spirit. It's crazy, right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So he, here would, just give, why don't you give like a couple of minutes here of yeah. advice that you would give to anybody watching this, a student yeah. in middle school, uh, a guy who's getting ready to graduate and go to Clemson, a gal yeah. who is getting ready to go to high school and meet a whole new group of friends, a leader who's watching this. Yeah. And what would be your advice on how to begin doing life yeah. on mission by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the first thing I think about is um, Luke tells us that uh, God gives the Spirit to those who just ask. Uh, it kind of talks about how a, a dad, you know, you're a dad, I'm a dad, we, yep. want, we want to give our kids good things and how yep. God wants to give us His Spirit. So the first thing I would say is, man, just ask, right? Just, just ask your Father for the Spirit. Um, and, and the second thing um, I would say is, you know, the Holy Spirit isn't just some ethereal kind of power. He's a person, right? Right. Like Jesus yeah. said, he's a, he's a helper. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, um, one, one thing that I've had to kind of come to grips with is I want I want the person of the Holy Spirit way more than just the power of the Holy Spirit, that's good. right? Yeah. Um, because that's really the point we're in this gym, right? We're looking right. at things that look like power, right? Like power lifting or or bench pressing powerfully, like things that look on the surface like power, but you're right. talking about power in a different sense. Right. Like right. you're talking about a, a, an actual person right. to do life with, right. not just this like weird power. Right, thing. exactly, exactly. So an example of this, um, you know, I, I think that the, the Spirit loves to develop us in the dark, mm -hmm. um, you know, so power into our lives and these kind of unseen places, right? And so um, yesterday I was looking at my phone and I get this text, right? Um, and because text messages are a great place to like judge someone's heart and care sure. your attention, right? Right. And so I just feel kind of a, a offended and slighted, you know? Uh -huh. um, and, and so I just like want to pick up this you know, get, get mad, get offended, retaliate. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking way too much more into this than I should be. And I kind of tell my wife, she's like, yeah, that's just dumb, you know? And so then I go and cut the grass and I'm reminded uh, that scripture says that, that one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control right. and gentleness, yeah. right? And so it was like right then that I, that just in this like small moment of cutting the grass, I experienced the power of the spirit telling me, hey, you need to lay down a fence and you need to pick up gentleness and self-control, right? That's like how I would respond, right? Um, so just in those like, you know, mundane, everyday, everyday things with you, right. you know? Yeah. Man, that's awesome. So here's where we'll just kind of, kind of wrap. This is something that, that you put beautifully. I think the, uh, the, the, the idea is, man, when you come to Christ, for you to be able to say, and I believe Jesus is Lord, that's evidence that the Holy Spirit is already working in your life. He's there in your life, he's working. But the idea is, man, we can ask God, we can ask God for more of the Holy Spirit. Right. So here, here would be the advice today. If you're curious about learning how to live life on mission, you know that you need the help of the helper of the Holy Spirit. Today, right where you are, 
ask. Say, God, I, I know that I already have you, the Holy Spirit, at work in my heart and in my life. So would you today, would you fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit so that I can walk in the ways of Jesus, so that I can live my life on mission the same way Jesus did, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, bearing the fruit of life with the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, all of the amazing fruit of the Holy Spirit. So Billy, why don't we close? Why don't you pray for us and pray for everybody watching this that we would all begin to do life a little better uh, with, the, with and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Father, we just wanna to come to you. We wanted to say thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, Father, thank you for the promise that we just have to ask and you are more ready to give um, even, even more than we are ready to ask. And so Father, I just pray that um, for every single student, every single leader, every single person watching this, God, that um, you would just whet their appetite to, to have more of the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. God, that, that um, I believe that even right now you are looking, Scripture says that your eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth, um, that you are looking for someone to fill mightily with your Spirit. And so, God, I pray that you would do that on behalf of our students and our ministry, our leaders. Um, and God, will we just be a people that receive everything that you have for us, that receive the fullness of your spirit. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.